the squad up in here. All right, let's let's get all these peoples popping. All right, I think that's the Podbean family. That's the call-in hotline. I think we got the information that we're sharing to the website. We're going to start streaming here pretty soon to YouTube. That should be popping. I think everything is good. I think we're looking good. <laughs> we about to get started here in a second. Hold on a second. The levels is good. The levels, the levels is good. The levels is good. Whoa, 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 whoa. Is it, is that, is it time to start? Yeah. What a boy. Let's see how things sound today. Okay, okay, okay. Big man. You want to hear some hot takes? Let's see how woke you are. You know something about podcasts? Hey, diga, man. Get me a one, man. I got these three drunk uncles with a sports podcast. They say they got fire takes. Pure fuego. You find them wherever you listen to podcasts at. If it's what they say it is, you like and you subscribe. Listen, like, and subscribe. Yeah. You know how to call into the show? Yeah, man. Do the pod beaner. You'll need headphones with a mic to call in. That's no problem, man. They'll also be at Sharky's. 8.07 p.m. on the first Wednesdays of the month. You may get some free Bluetooth. Thank you for seeing so so. If anything happens in the sports world, Mighty's gonna drop a tape faster than a rabbit gets off. There's only three things I have in this world. My word, my balls, and this podcast. And I don't break them for nobody. My team sports season And welcome back to another edition of the My T Sports Podcast. I am your host, the one and only Galador Mardela. As you guys know, it's another Fuego Day in the hottest city in the world. It is officially March 15th. We're coming to you live and direct from Miami-ish. You know, guys, know what I'm saying I'm, I'm I'm heavy on the ish. This is this is this is volume seven, episode 87. Track 420 of the My T Sports Podcast. And thank you guys for coming. Four, damn, track 420. You know what's so crazy? Because you guys know that 420 is coming up right around the corner. And if you guys know that 420 is also happens to be my new year, which is on that Wednesday, which is about two shows from now, we'll be live and direct at Sharky's. And, and come out because not only will we have free orders of uh, free samples of Bluetooth, we're also gonna have some 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 party favors for you guys that are able to answer some of these trivia questions. We're gonna get things a little dicey. We're gonna move things up a little bit here on the Mighty Sports Podcast. But boy, do we got a big show for you today? Boy, do we got a big show for you today? Tonight we got the fi- we got the final play-in games. I guess that's the, that's, that's that's actually the, the, the perfect time for me to have a call of the play-ins, right? We have the final play-in games going on. We have we have a couple RIPs we're going to have to mention, right? We got a special anniversary that's going on. We got some injury updates. We got the pre-pre, this is the pre-pre-New Year show. We're going to talk about some Bluetooth giveaway of a little promo so you guys can, can have a nice hard weekend pause. We're going to talk about our time at Sharkies. That's coming up again. Also, as you guys know, we're going to have the free Britney Grind. We got like like 
as always, we're going to talk about it until she gets free. We're going to talk about our coaching search, right? We're going to dabble into that. This is something that we've been playing around with for the last couple of podcasts. And and and, and we got a couple of names in, in the woodworks. Again, we got to thank those Lakers out there. They're really making our jobs easy for us. All right, we have we have all that and more going up on the Mighty Sports Podcast. But you guys already know what we say here, right? Regardless of the time. <laughs> and regardless of the weather. You play to win the game. Hello? It's always a good time to talk some sports. Stirs, motherfucker. So, let's start talking. Woo! Back at it like a sports fanatic. My team, sports. Man, do we got a show for you guys today. Thank you, everybody, that's been joining us. Whether you're joining us on Facebook or Twitch or Twitter or Instagram. And no, and you guys that are watching on Instagram or listening on Instagram, don't worry. We're going to be going over to Twitter spaces as well sometime through the show. So you're going to lose that Instagram feed and we're going to go over spaces. All right. <clears throat> so um, you can also catch us live on YouTube. Um, you can catch us live on Podbean. Podbean is what we utilize so that you what we use so that you can call into the podcast. So if you ever want to call in and join the podcast, just make sure you download the Podbean app. You find us in a little go to the live section, find the Mighty Sports Podcast, and boom, you'll be able to come and join the show. But also while you're there and joining the show, you make sure that you that you listen, that that you like, that you subscribe, right? Or that you like, you share, and you and you and you subscribe. And you definitely want to make sure that you subscribe because when you subscribe, then that means that you get a chance to hear that that little notification every single time that we go on the air. You know what I mean? So you definitely want to go ahead and do that. Uh, 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 you catch us on Twitch. You catch us on TikTok. Yeah, we're everywhere. Everywhere everywhere that you want to pod at. And you know what I mean? You can catch us there. Also, the easiest way to listen to the podcast, just tell your smart speaker to play the latest episode of the MYT Sports Podcast, and he'll go ahead and pull it up for you. So whether you're listening on Google on Google Podcasts or you're listening on, on Spotify or you're listening on... <clears throat> On, on, on TuneIn or wherever you listen to your podcast that you'll be able to catch the podcast there. So let's go ahead and get and get directly into it, right? Because if, you, if this is your guys' first time here, we like to start off every single podcast with a little birthday celebration. That's what we do, a little, a little birthday party. So let's go ahead and open, and open up that door to the club. You know what I mean? So we get these birthday party up, up and out the way. Let's go. Uh, uh, yeah, you know what they say. When you hold your cup like this, Versus when you hold your cup like this. I ain't gonna lie. Part of the reason why you don't hold your cup like this because it gets all sweaty and shit. You know what I mean? It's a difference between liquor and juice. You niggas is stupid. I got some banging ass juice. Today I think it's that dull orange pineapple. You know, I'm gonna start shouting out the juices I, I drink, yo. If there's any juice companies out there, let yo let me know. Like yo, I, I constantly stay drinking some juices. And if I can make sure juice with a little bit of ooh wee, then trust me, I'm gonna do that. Sh- I'm gonna do that shit too. You know what I mean? Check it, check it. Now, as you talk about the birthday party, right? We're going and we'll talk about what's distracting my eyes over here in the background in just a second, right? So let's get into the birthday party. People that don't know how this birthday song goes, let me go ahead and sing it one time for you, right? And then we're going to go ahead and sing it a second time for you, just so that you guys can join in, right? Because it ain't hard to understand. It ain't hard to get. It's not even a long song. This is my smoking song. It ain't very long. It's guaranteed to get the job done. Roll one. Smoke your boy. 
that's a look completely different. But you guys, ooh, look at this. Cleveland playing. Cleveland is coming out to play. So check it, check it. Yeah, check it. Check it, yeah, because yeah, it's your birthday. We said it's your birthday. Check it, check it, yeah. Yeah, because it's your birthday. We sing happy birthday. Check it, check it, yeah. Check it, check it, yeah. All right, that was the one time for you people that ain't familiar with the song. So for everybody else, right, that's been familiar with the song, and now that you guys heard it, it ain't that hard to tell. You understand what these lyrics are? So now one time, officially, let's go ahead and get these birthday shout-outs, right? Right? Because, yeah, it's your birthday. We said it's your birthday. Check it, check it, yeah. Check it, check it, yeah. Because it's your birthday. We sing happy birthday. Check it, check it, yeah. Check it, check it, yeah. All righty, folks, here we go. Let's go ahead and start off with the birthdays yesterday. Basically, what we do is that we give a birthday shout out to everybody that had a birthday since the last time that we was here. We was last time on the air. Last time we was on here, it was on Wednesday. So basically, we get a birthday shout out to everybody from Thursday and today. Right. So that's that's April, that's April, that's April, that's April the 14th, and also April the 15th, right? Let's go ahead and get these birthday shout-outs out of the way. First birthday shout-out I would like to give is to my little cousin. It's to, it's to my it's to my little cousin Ricky, right? Like like you guys see him better on Facebook as ATC Scrams Rick or ATC Battle. Rick Rex Rams. <laughs> but definitely want to say happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you, little cuz, man. Hope everything is good. Everything's living right. Yo, I, yo you know it's crazy. I'm supposed to be a big brother forever, yo. Like, I don't even know where the fuck he's at it these days, yo. But you guys be safe. Hope the, hope the whole family's okay. You know what I mean? Yo, like, oh, yo, continue to, you know, love you guys. Continue to continue to catch your blessings and continue to be righteous. You know what I mean? Also want to say happy birthday to Biggie. Right now, this ain't the same Biggie that you guys may have grown up with. Biggie happens to be the oldest daughter of my homeboy Johnny and Lorena, right? So this is their oldest daughter, Biggie. Um, her real name may be, maybe Nana, Nina, Nana. Right, I think it's, but I think Nana is like a, it's like a nickname anyway. Like, I'm over like the nickname is Nana, but I think Nana is a nickname. But I like my nickname better, like only because it's my nickname. And, and if you guys know, like, it's, like the nickname is is real simple. She's the oldest daughter, so she's the biggest one, Biggie. That's it. <laughs> like, don't think too much into this. The middle child is called Slugger because she was a she she played baseball. Biggie played baseball too, but Biggie was just the oldest. So Biggie didn't get the didn't get the sports theme, but Slugger did. It's like Slugger's like a cheerleader now. You know what I mean? It's okay though. I like I like calling her Slugger. Because I have to say that name around her birth around her boyfriend. It's like, hey, oh Slugger, come in. You know what I mean? So that they know, like, hey, damn, why did he call you Slugger? Because she may pop you in the nose. But listen, women should not be hitting men. Right? Like, I, that's not the way to go. I just got out of, I just got out of an abusive relationship. Like, women should not be uh, uh, should not be hitting men. We're talking about like I had to follow restraining order, press charges, all kinds of shit. Like, like Shorty was crazy. I was telling you guys here on the air every day I was living my life in fear. Like I, you guys, you guys thought I, I, I was just making that shit. I was giving you guys subliminal messages. I learned some shit though. I learned some shit though. You can do this shit. You can do this shit, right? If you're talking to somebody on video and that's the international sound, like I'm getting my ass whooped. <laughs> No, like <laughs> I shouldn't laugh about that shit. But yo, 
Like, yo, like, like, seriously, like, you guys can't see, like, the whole back of this shit is missing because, like, Shorty's sort of yanking that shit out, like, constantly trying to scuffle with me. Like, for real, for real. When I say crazy, I'm talking about bananas. But, but hold on. Let me stop. Let me pause. This is the celebration top. I don't even know how I got sidetracked. Oh, I know how I got sidetracked. We was talking about Biggie's birthday, who's Johnny and Lorena's um, oldest, oldest child. And I happened to be talking about the middle one named Slugger. And I was like, yeah, that's how we got down this road. And then the little one, I, and the youngest child I called little one. Like it really is that simple, but like 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 so some nicknames right, are really that simple. Biggie, Slugger, Little One, that's it. Like that that, that like that's how you that's how you get by. Like like, like I, and and the bad thing about it is like they all kind of know that I really don't know their names. Like like I have to think super hard to know their names, but but they all understand. They all understand. Like like Teal Chocolate, like 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 he has fried his brain a little bit, you know what I mean? So his chalk is a little melted. You understand? So that's the birthdays for the 14th of the fifth. What's going on, Ronnie? I see you popping up in the room. What's going on? I right, appreciate you always coming up and I'm showing up for the podcast. And uh, don't forget, if everybody else wants to show up for the podcast on Wednesday, you'll catch us directly live in that Sharkies. And on Wednesday is, is what is what I like to consider my New Year's. Right? Everybody considered four twenties. Well, it happens. To be, I, I like to I like to take a little bit further and celebrate that as my New Year's because now we're talking about we're, we're deep into spring. And you know what? I'll explain why that day is my New Year on New Year's Day. Right? And then we'll go. And we'll go from there. Let's not let's not deviate too much from the birthday celebrations because I feel like DJ Mighty is over here getting getting kind of tired doing that little wrist motion all the time. Check it, check it, check it, check it, check it, check it, check it. Right. We say also happy birthday today is James Cooper's birthday. Or Cooper, as we used to call him, James Cooper happens to be a battle buddy of mine. I said, damn, where did we serve at? I feel like we served in, we served in, we served in. I feel like we served in Carolina together briefly, and then you went to Germany. And by the time I got to Germany, you had just left. I feel like, or, or when I got, uh, when I, uh, yeah, and when I got to Germany, you had just left. And then when I got to Carolina, you left shortly after that. I feel like I was always like a couple of, like, I, I was always like basically like chasing you somewhere. Where I, was, I, was, I always used to hear. About about some dude named Coop, but I never actually met you. Which is really funny, depending when you're when you're stationed in the military, because you'll see that happen. That'll happen a bunch of times where you may hear about somebody and you realize like you're just missing them, or you or you just got, miss getting to know them, or, or some kind of shit like that. And then that person happens to be like, at, like you, and that would have happened for you to like multiple duty stations. Like damn. And then one day you finally meet that person, like, oh shit, you're the infamous motherfucking cool. You know what I mean? You know how many times that the motherfuckers and then and then really motherfuckers be like, oh shit, you're the infamous motherfucking Tony. And you be like, oh damn, you don't even know me by the last name. You know me by the you know me by the government middle. I'm like, oh shit. I mean, I mean, that's when you know your reputation precedes you. Very very well, right? So let's finish off the birthday celebrations, right? Want to say happy birthdays to, to my cousin Ricky. Happy birthdays to Biggie. Happy birthdays to Coop, right? We want to wish you all a happy birthday. Hope you party hard. Hope you enjoy everything. But more importantly, right? Oh, yeah, most of it get you get your weekend at birdies all right? Enjoy everything. Party hard. Enjoy everything. Regret nothing, right? But more importantly, we hope you continue to stay my tease. Get your weekend at Bernie's. Let those shoulders go slump. Make them shoulder lean. Make your shoulder lean. Okay, nah, nah, DJ Mike, you gonna let it die right there. I don't even know why you ran the trap back. I, I know you're like, yo, you ain't stopped talking yet, but fuck that. Like, like you, you know when to cut me off. Back there, wild little shit. 
You know what I mean? Let, let, let's get it. Let's get into the first topic of the day, right? Let's get into the first topic of the day. <laughs> right? Today happens happens to be the seventy fifth anniversary of Jackie Robinson making his appearance from the from the Negro League into the Major League into Major League Baseball and breaking what is the color barrier for baseball. And it's and it's funny, right? And I have to get this little joke out the way before I go any deeper. Because when I first heard it was the 75th anniversary of Jackie Robinson breaking this color barrier, I, I first thought like, God damn, like there's a lot of 75th anniversaries happening this year. I feel like I feel like everywhere I go, I'm I'm hearing 75th, 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 you know what I mean, all the goddamn time. And I realized it wasn't a lot of places having a 75th anniversary. It just happened to be one entity that I watched consistently having a 75th anniversary. And that happened to be the NBA. So the NBA had the 75th anniversary. Then they dropped their 70, their, their 75th, their 75 top players or players of all time. And then now we get the 75th anniversary of um of 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 Jackie. Yeah, of Jackie Robinson. All right, <laughs> right, and and and. And then that's when I realized, oh, okay, okay, this is where the 75th. But I'm telling you, initially, my brain was just like, damn, how many 75th anniversaries are going to have in one year? Like, how many shit was started 75 years ago? Like, but that's why. It's not even a lot. It's just I, I'm engulfed in the NBA. You guys know it's number one sport that I watch. And I probably watch more NBA games than I watch any other sport, sporting event that's out there. And this being at 75th anniversary, you know what I mean? It's been consistently just beat into my head where I feel like I'm hearing it like basically every other day. So so now let's let's, let's carry on. Let's move into what's the 75th anniversary of Jackie Robinson breaking the Calabari and Major League Baseball, right? And and what basically what he's responsible for is is also helping integrate baseball and uh, into what we see into what we see today, which isn't a baseball field with, with a lot of African Americans, but it's a baseball field with a lot of brown people, right? It just isn't specifically African American, which who gives a fuck? Like, like, let me be honest with you in a weird way. Like, it's a bunch of brown people in that motherfucker. Like, we can't have every sport. <laughs> like, we had it for a while. Y'all. We did our thing for a while, and now you know what I mean. We realize that you you, you pay too slow. I'll 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 rather I'll rather crash into this other person, or I'll rather play basketball. Or if you motherfuckers decide to, to to give soccer its proper due, guess what? All you motherfuckers that that, that don't that don't want to play, don't want to play baseball, and you still trying to get in, start being soccer players. Start taking your five star talent over to the soccer field. Like I'm pretty sure you got some feet working there somewhere. But he also helped integrate integrate baseball, and and with him being what on the first one into baseball, he also was the one. That had to deal with the most. And we're talking about seventy-five years ago now, so we're talking about basically in the forties and fifties, right? Is when he's coming up, right? Just um, I, basically in the fifties, I think it is, if I if I'm correct, right? We're talking about him coming through in the fifties, and we're talking about the times that the country was at back then in its racial times. We're talking about he's 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 basically being the first black black person to play in Major League Baseball. And him having to endure all of the ignorance of the country at the time, right? Uh, of of every white person that felt um empowered and entitled, and him getting death threats um sent to the stadium, him getting death threats sent to his home, him uh and 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 not just 
and and not just like that at home. You understand that is is basically it's just stress upon stress upon stress. Like you have stress at work, you come home, you can't rest, you you have no peace. He was just basically he was the, he was the first African American baseball player to go th- um to have to go through all of those hard times, and he's also by doing that he's also an individual that end up inspiring inspiring millions. Very recently. I and it, we we seen his um, a documentary come out about him called Forty Two, right? And yeah, Forty Two, I think it is. Forty five, Forty Two, shit, shit. I don't know why the number just left my head, right? <clears throat> but I think it's Forty Two, right? But you seen um. But you've seen a documentary um, recently come out um, about about his life and about his integration into baseball, and what that did it, it helped shine a little bit of light and, and and put back into recent memory, put back in that recent memory of, of just not too long ago. Like I said, seventy five years. We we all have elder. We all, yeah, I, I think I, most of us have elders that are seventy five years old. Or that are, have been older than seventy five years old, so they've either went through and witnessed it, or they witnessed specific, even specifically what what Jackie Robinson did. If you have elders that are sixty five years old, they even they even know the significance of what Jackie Robinson um did because a lot of them may have been raised with his with his sacrifices, right? Used as examples of how of how young African-Americans should probably grow up to be leaders or carry themselves, right? Because he did have to carry himself through some trying times. Right? It, it, um, you see at you see in these times that they definitely know sometimes the perfect person that they should utilize in these moments. And and Jackie Robinson probably was the perfect person. He had, he had the perfect temperament for it. Right? There were times where he could have you know he could have backlashed and outlashed right um either at the crowd or other players even possibly other teammates and he sat back and he and he pulled the MLK round and he was on his nonviolence nonviolence my brother nonviolence well who knows there's a lot of individual that would have went that would have went um X route and would have been like yo by any means necessary you go give me my respect But like I said, um, he inspired. I think I have it as forty-five. Well, like I said, um, he inspired millions, and and not just individuals in, in his era, but also with eras to come. And, and you know, it's funny as, as I hear as as I'm saying this, right? And I'm and I'm talking about him being harassed and 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 have and and being threatened by the fans. And having those individuals not only threaten him on the field, but also send in, send information, like send letters to his house and shit. And I'm realizing that we have athletes today that can't take getting booed. <laughs> you understand? Like I like I guess being booed today is like having racial death threats sent to you. You know what I mean? Like you know what I mean? Having or having. Uh, having death threats sent to your house is the same thing as as being tweeted at these days. I don't I don't know, 
But I, I find it a little bit funny now as I'm saying this and I'm realizing that, yo, there are athletes, and there's athletes in New York City too, right? I feel like it's happened with all the New York teams in basketball, baseball, and in football, where when they're not performing, they're just not performing when they get booed, that they're like, oh, a middle finger to you or thumbs down to you, where you had a guy in Jackie Robinson who was being threatened and being called racial slurs, and and they and they were openly throwing the N word out on him, and he was just basically like, oh, he was he basically just had to take it at that time. Now it's also understanding that he was that that he also him also being the first person, he was not playing from a position, he was not playing from a position of power either, right? It took those seventy five years and the passing of time and the evolution of man that now players can can now respond like basically like not Jackie Robinson in a weird way made it made it okay or paved the way for you guys to be able to get upset at fans booing you and being able to and being able to give them the middle finger or, or give them a thumbs down or say that I I hate this fucking place you know what I mean? I hate you know what I mean. Like it, it, he allowed you guys to to say that by enduring what he did. Because now, years later, you know what? You're now in a position of power. The first time that you get paid, and you can now react that way. He wasn't in a position of power to react that way. If he would have had, if he would have, if he would have acted the way that you guys act now, just from being booed, we would have probably talked about the first. Uh, we would have talked about the first African American in, Af- in, in Major League Baseball being lynched, and he was threatened with it. But that's what makes him such such the great man that he is, right? And 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 it's funny that today, of all days, like I'm not watch. I haven't watched one baseball game so far. Outside of being actually at baseball games and it being in the background, I think that's the most I've really watched of baseball games. And I haven't even watched any baseball games today. But if you're watching baseball today, you're gonna see his number being worn by all <clears throat> by all of the players around the league today. And and this is one of those things that, like I said, you you get to learn something every time. Uh, you get to learn a little bit more about 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 players and movements and and why things come to pass a little bit more as time passes. And once again, these are, sometimes you like I can't remember if I knew if I knew this and I did it and I and I forgot it or if I just didn't know it at all because you know there's so so there's so many things that you know that you'd be like, damn, I didn't know that. I was that surprised. How did I not know that? But 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 there's parts of it that you know you obviously do remember, right? And one of the, and one of the things that one of the things that that came out that came out of this and one and one of the reasons right and one of the inspirations for major league baseball um all of them wearing Jackie Robinson's number today is because of one Ken Griffey Jr because one Ken Griffey Jr who was who 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 was a great african american player in his own right and so was his and his dad was a good one too right it was that um he wanted to honor Jackie Robinson in some way shape or form right and so he went to the commissioner's office and he spoke to them. He was like, hey, can I on can I, on this day, can I go ahead and switch it over to, can I switch it over and wear the number 45 or whatever? And hold on. You know what? Only because I know what I've written down, but for some reason my brain keeps telling me two different things. So I have to verify this before I say this anymore. 42. Okay, it is 42. There we go. Thank you. Shit. 
Because I know I keep saying, like, I, I'm toggling in my head between 45 and 42, and I don't know why 45 even got in there. I want to change the fucking title of the goddamn podcast. I don't know. Somewhere I fucked that up. All right. So he went there, and he, and he wanted to be able to wear 42. And when he went to the commission's office about wearing 42, commission's office, um, the commissioner basically at the time was like, hey, yo, like, we have no, like, actually, you know, after deliberation and thinking about it, whatever, whatever, and talking to their team and their PR team and all this other shit, you know what I mean? It was like, hey, you can wear it. Like, like, you got no problem. But would it be okay if everybody wore it, right? And he was like, nah, like, the more the merrier because, like, I can wear it and it may only be seen by a few people or maybe just people in his region, but if every single baseball player is wearing it, you can't ignore it. And it's going to cause every single individual, whether they are familiar with them or not, like, like it's going to take up. I mean, hey, anybody that's not familiar with it is going to force them, especially a bunch of little kids. Hey, why are they wearing number 42? And it forces you to tell that story of Jackie Robinson being the first African-American to make me um, to play in Major League Baseball and talk about all the trials and tribulations and 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 all of the venom that 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 he received from white America back then. Like, like and, and how he had to pull through that because they refused to recognize him as a human being um, initially. So let's let me give, go ahead and give you give you guys a little a little quick update. Right. Um, is that I got the game on the background. We have Atlanta versus Cleveland. Cleveland, for the most part, they've been leading this game. Um, as we're seeing right now, it's a two point game. They've had a they've had a, I think about about a 15 point lead as far as I can see. Now, I, I'm not gonna lie, I need to say this before this game ends. There's not much I, I don't I don't I'm not gonna say I don't like there's not there's a few players I won't say much, I, I won't say a lot of nice things about. This next player is one of them. Right, but I have to give him this his props here. Where I don't know, yeah, I just forgive him here. The postseason is definitely Trey Young stage. He it really is. It is a place where he really enjoys performing at, and maybe he just likes the stage of big moments. Period. But when the lights are as brightest or gets bright. Trey Young shines a little bit more. It's so it's just something of, of, about it. That's, that's all I that's all I gotta say. But as I say that, I just wanna let you guys know that there's a little voice inside my head. And that little voice inside my head goes, Oh, you know Trey Young was still good, right? Fuck Trey Young! Fuck Trey Young! Fuck Trey Young! Fuck Trey Young! Right, so that's still there. I don't want you guys to get it twisted. Right, and and since and since we're talking about things that we don't want to get twisted, let's. Oh no, no, it's not that segment yet. Not that segment yet. Not that segment yet. But uh, so, um, Jackie Robinson just didn't, um, like I said, just didn't affect other baseball players and and other people on the field. He affected he affected he affected regular people. He also affected other artists, whether they were coming up in his times or after his time. Right, I was some growing up like one legend, le- legendary activist um, and artist Chuck D. He was influ- he was heavily influenced by Jackie Robinson as well, right? And and not only um, was he um, was he influenced enough to put him in his 
to put him in his music, right? But also he was always, he grew up with the influence of Jackie Robinson being utilized all the time in his household. But also not just that, but also the the way that Jackie Robinson uh, was, was also not be moving into an all white neighborhood and also integrated neighborhoods. That is also something that made itself like I said, he was in the Connecticut area when Jackie Robinson was doing this, right? But it made itself all the way down to the New York area, and it it also helped started change up, you know, up to other African Americans' mind frame about, ah, uh, you know what, about his coverage moving into neighborhoods, and made them start, you know, made them start fantasizing and start realizing, you know what, we can start moving into some of these better neighborhoods as well. We can endure like Jackie. Like I said, why there was why there was an era. Like I said, in the 90s, I was trying to be like Mike. There was an era in the 60s and 70s that was trying to be like Jackie Robinson. So, so, so you know, as we give our, our biggest honor, our to, to Jackie Robinson, and this also this being the, 70th, the 75th anniversary of Jackie Robinson breaking the color barrier in Major League Baseball. Now, let, let's also talk about something else that, that needs to be broken, or maybe just something that needs to be broken out maybe to say and that is one i think you guys know what i'm about to say here i think you guys know what i'm about to say here that is one britney griner yes folks britney griner is still incarcerated in russia and as you guys know we want to say to her hope you're safe girl hope i hope they're treating you right even though i'm pretty sure that they're not they're just probably treating it as best as they can just so that we don't come over there and, and invade their asses, right? But I, I'm telling you, I, we want to say, um, we want to, we want to say free Britney Griner. If you guys don't know, Britney Griner is a WNBA player. She is a, she is an NBA, she's an NBA champion. She is an eight-time block leader. She is a, she is a, Three, three or more time first all time all star, second um second team all um all team as well third team like she she's with um first team all defense defensive player of the year college champion like when you talk about it she has she has done it first team all rookie she didn't win rookie of the year like Brittany Griner has does not Brittany Griner is as decorated as an NBA player can get and she is currently being detained in Russia on trumped up weed charges that sound familiar damn <laughs> you know <laughs> I'm sorry I don't mean to laugh about this now it's the first time I said it like that and it, and it, and, it, and it made me realize that what she is being charged for is something that the Amer that the that the American justice system has been doing for decades but basically they are detaining Brittany Griner for trumped up weed charges so that's that's really what the fuck it is and like I said I told we talk we always find a way to mention it here on the podcast because if it, we don't mention here on the podcast, we want to we want to know where is it going to be mentioned every single day. As you could tell, and there's not a lot of outlets out there that 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 are talking about her her being detained every day. But we want to make sure that we go ahead and give and give her the proper respect that she deserves. Because if this was one of your beloved Aaron Rodgers or Kyrie Irvins or Kevin Durant's or or or, a, or any other or any one of your multi-time All Stars scoring leaders, defensive cha- defensive leaders and champions, um, this would have been something that would have been mentioned every single day 
on your local on, on your news outlets, sports news outlets. That is. So we want to make sure that we give her her proper respect here. We mentioned that Brittany Griner need to be needs to be free, and that we need to be seeing her. I'm playing basketball again as the as the WNBA season is right around the corner, folks. They just had their draft, right? Like that that just passed. Um, so that's the season is coming up in a couple of weeks. I think we're less than three weeks away from the beginning of the season. I think we were even we we've we haven't even less time than that before we have the start of the uh, uh before we have the NFL draft. So those are like the, those are like the next two big events that are coming up in the next uh, two of the next big big events that are coming up in the next. 30 days. Also, we have the start of the NBA playoffs. We have the start of the NHL playoffs. We have all of that coming up in the next 30 days. It's gonna be it's gonna be a nice a nice little nice little busy season as we come to the end uh, as as we come to the end of this um uh, um this volume of the podcast. Yes, you, as you as you guys know, we do take breaks here on the podcast. As volume seven of the podcast is about to end pretty soon. Right, and we're gonna and and we're probably gonna end this. When does this end? Right around the fourth of July. So we're about three months away from ending the podcast, and we come back up with volume eight. Right around when is it? We come up with volume eight. Right around um the beginning of the NFL season, like right around the like the like the last week of the preseason. Well, we'll have the official dates coming. Like I said, it's still, we're still talking about a long time away. I just realized exactly how low, how far away it is. It just feels like it's 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 really soon because we're talking about the NBA playoffs. We forget how long the NBA playoffs actually run into, and then we talk about and we're still and as you guys know, we're not going to end the podcast until after the end until after the NBA draft takes place anyway. <clears throat> like the NBA draft usually is is usually like one of the last episodes that we do. But man, look at Trey Young. Like I said, he's just over here pulling up. Looks like crossover, crossover, get into the lane, floater. Uh, on my back. It's chilly. First half, he had six points going three for 11. Second half, 18 points, five for seven, three for five on, on a three-point shooter with five assists. So right now, we're talking about 24 points with nine assists right now. I told you, like, this is just one of those things. Like, he, he actually likes this stage. Atlanta's now up by two. Like, he really does like this stage. And, and I hate to say it. I said this the other day. Right, I don't know how Chill Will feels about Trey Young, but a small part of me <laughs> wants Chill Will to hate Trey Young as much as as much as I do, and there's only one way for that really to happen. Cleveland, this is for you. Oh, And before we go any further into the into the first into the the first series of elimination games, right? But and, and I know we're talking we're, we're done talking about um free and Brittany Grimes. She was the eight time block leader, folks. Eight time block leader for the NBA. Like I ain't gonna lie, a part of me, like I'm I'm training my brain to stop saying WNBA because you'll know which version of the NBA they're in. By the pronouns that I use and by the names that I use, when I say Brittany Griner, that she is the she's been an eight-time block leader in the NBA, you automatically know I'm talking about the WNBA. I'm using pronouns that that describe women. 
Like, so, like, just to let you guys know, like, me saying the NBA, when I'm describing them, is, is by no accident at all. It's, it's the way that I'm retraining my brain to describe the league that they play in, but also but also trying to also very slowly, because you guys know how I feel about women's rights and everything like that, right? And, and women equality. And so, and also, if I train my brain, that's the way that I start I start talking. That means when people listen to this podcast, they also, maybe, you know what I mean? Even when they know they're talking to me or when they're doing it, they'll also, it'll start train, changing the way that they talk about it. Like, oh, WNBA. Yeah, she's that and she's this and she's that. And you'll be like, whoa, this, this, that. Yeah, WNBA. But still, it's the WNBA for women. Like, like, listen, I, I don't have to be like WNBA this and this. She's the WNBA that. No, she's the NBA, she's the NBA this, NBA that. She's the NBA this, she's the NBA that. And you know what we're talking about. Until we start seeing women players in the NBA, then, you know, you know what I mean? Or in the male version of, in the MNBA, then I'll have, then I'll start differentiating a little, differentiating a little bit more. When we start seeing men players in the WNBA, then I'll start, you know, differentiating more. But neither one of them is crossing over. Not in the MNBA or not in the WNBA. So we're all just in the NBA. Like it's like it's like it's like the it's like the it's like the baseball league and then the Negro baseball league. Like why we need it? Why we need it? the fridge? Let's just go ahead and combine the two. We're not really combining the two. You know what I'm trying to say? Just verbiage. Mentally. As you know, what's funny, right? Because it just popped in my head. As we're seeing a lot of men reclassify themselves, like we see how students coming up in sports, reclassify themselves from being fifth graders to third graders just to get an athletic advantage, right? <laughs> right? As we're seeing men starting to, to reclassify themselves and participate in, you know, as women, right? And, and participate in women's sports. I'm now trying to think, right? Which NBA player is, is so garbage and so basura now we don't want him anywhere. Like nobody wants him on their team, right? Or, or maybe he's just a really me- good, mediocre guy in the NBA. Which guy, if that if he went to the WNBA, would end up being LeBron James? Son, he'll be the best player in the game. Is that guy Rap Beverly? Like does Patrick Beverly? Patrick Beverly constitute as one of those guys. That a guy that averages. 4.5 points in the NBA, but he's just really good on his energy and stuff like that. That if he went to the WNBA, he'll be probably one of the best, best WNBA players. Is he one of those guys? Isaiah Thomas. What about Isaiah Thomas? I don't know. I don't know. See, I'm trying to think of some. I'm, I'm trying to think of people with 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 a whole lot less clout and a lot less note. God damn! This was just a two point game. How was Cleveland only down by seven? What are they reviewing? There was nothing around the neck. He wrapped them up. Yeah, there's nothing to review there. This game is now 88 to 95. Atlanta with five minutes with five and a half minutes to go. 89-95. Cleveland trying to push it up, up to up to 90 so they can get that lead down to five from seven. And since we're talking about other stuff, make sure you guys put your money on the Memphis Grizzlies making it to the Western Conference Championship. I'm just saying. I don't know what the odds are. But look at them, and if they're decent, they mean if they're like decent, decent. Go ahead and make sure you put your money on it. I, I, I have a firm belief in it. I'm, have, I'm getting one of those feelings. I have a feeling. Ooh, ooh. You know what I mean? 
So as we're talk, as we're watch, as we're coming on to the end of this game, right, which is the last of the playing games, let's talk about the first the first two game the first two teams that got eliminated. And folks, if you've known me, how I, how we always come down to these, how we always come down to the NBA playoffs, right? When it comes down to elimination time, there's a nice little segment that has been brewing ever since James Harden has been in Houston, right? He is actually the godfather of this segment. He he birthed it, you know, in a weird ass way, right? Like he was the inspiration. He was the muse for this segment. And what this segment is called is you have failed this city. But they are who we thought they were. Loser, you're a loser. Are you feeling sorry for yourself? Well, you should be, cause you are dirt. You make me sick, you big baby. Baby, want a bottle? A big dirt bottle? And this segment is basically come up for anybody that just and basically when your team gets eliminated from the playoffs, you know what happens. Everybody is let down, all the fans are most important. More importantly, the people of the city has been let down because you have failed this city. I don't know if I should call this the Green Arrow segment, the Archer segment, the James Harden segment, the James Harden Chris Paul segment, right? <laughs> Like, but but it was definitely inspired by by Chris Paul and James Harden. Like, I forgot about Chris Paul. Chris Paul was a part of this too. Like, James Harden had already been here, but then I think, but I think it was Nate. I'm trying to remember. This segment may have started the no, okay, it was it was before Chris Paul got there. I'm, I'm trying to I'm trying to think when I officially made the sounder for it though, because I remember saying to myself that damn. You combined one Mr. Fielder City with two Mr. Fielder City, and you get Mr. Fielder City Square. Like, like this is not the time where two negatives make a positive. Like, you literally got one guy that kept on failing in the, in, in the clutch moments when he had the advantage with another guy that was infamous for failing in the clutch moment. And what do you thought was going to happen? They failed in the clutch moment when they had an advantage. Chris Paul, Chris Paul, he always he he it only got, had some kind of injury. You know what I mean? Some kind, some something that 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 pulled him away from his team that really needed him. It's a good thing that this Phoenix team doesn't really show that they need him that much anymore. It's like we, it's like thank you, Sensei. We have learned from you. It's like they're the fucking four Ninja Turtles and he's Master Splinter. It's like yeah, yeah. When you come out and you fight beside us, we're fucking we're like we're, we're we're super formidable and we're damn near unbeatable. But when the four of us are on we're on the court together by us without you, we can we we can make some rugs burn. I can make your bed rock. That's that's what was popping in my head when I said rugs burn. I'm sorry. <laughs> but let's talk about the first team um, that got eliminated, folks, from um, from the from from continuing in the postseason or actually making it into the playoffs. And that was one the Charlotte Hornets. As they got beaten, as they got the brakes beat off of them by the team that we're watching right now, which which is the Atlanta Hawks. And their the Atlanta Hawks. Like they took it to them. They, if I remember, they they played the second game. The first game was the Brooklyn and Cleveland game, and the and the Brooklyn and Cleveland game was was actually a was actually a really great game. It was actually a really fucking good game. We're, we're talking about Kyrie Irving 
basically going um um not missing a shot all the way into the basically the fourth quarter or the third quarter something like that you know you know what i mean like i him completely going off both him and kevin the man having double digit assist you know what i mean this um it was only like about a six point game so it, like that first game was 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 a was a really good game to watch and then the second game we have at we saw atlanta blow the fuck out of charlotte make make uh michael jordan go home early right you know, you know that little scene when Michael Jordan leaves and he goes into the. Sorry, I was watching something. Episode of Naruto. Right, but like you, you know, you know when that happens, right? When fuck, I forgot what the hell I was just saying. Yeah, that little scene where Michael Jordan is is, is leaving his little suite. And, and 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 he's going home so he can get home early, whatever. But that's definitely that is that is that is definitely what they they end up doing. And it looks like they're about to do it again to Cleveland. Like I I I I don't I don't like Atlanta, but I, I am starting to realize that Trey Young has a thing for these moments. Right, like that's 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 the best way I can say it. That's that's the best compliment I can give him, because I really don't like Trey Young from what he did to my Knicks. But I'm realizing that it's the stages. Like I don't look how I don't know how he looks when he playing when he plays other regular teams. But I know when he plays the Knicks and he's playing in the Garden or when he's playing in Brooklyn or when he's playing in New York, that that motherfucker shows the fuck out. <clears throat> When he's playing against LeBron and the Lakers, he shows the fuck out. He's one of those guys that he likes the moments, and also you can see that like that 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 steel that that steel arm sharpened steel shit. Like he's one of those people that yo as like like he takes his matchups personally. Like yo, I want to like if there's another guard on the side, right, and that's supposed to be good. That I am matching that guard. Like I wonder what that guard has. Like, like he takes his matchups personally. And believe it or not, that's, that's actually a good trait to have if if if, if you want to if you have a player. Like that's how I feel that John Morant is. And believe it or not, if I'm not mistaken, I think John Morant is smaller than Trey Young. Now who knows where he's gotten to now, but at in coming into the league or whatever. Like he is, like talk about what they were, or what they have him listed as. Like he is smaller than Trey Young. I I remember, I remember being surprised by it more than anything else. Like I said, well, I'm t- I always tell you guys about things that surprise me. I know it's not hard not the first time you've heard me mention this because I was looking to make the case about a case against Trey Young about and how small he is. And when looking it up, I end up realizing that. Yo, he's bigger than John Moran, and he was also bigger than somebody else. I was <clears throat> surprised about. Um, um. So I, when I looked at it, I ended up seeing it, and I was like, "Damn, you know what? I ain't gonna, I'm just realizing that guards, as are, are just like every position in the NBA, guys are coming in lighter and lighter and lighter and small and kind of smaller at these positions, right? Like you're still like you catch a lot of guards being six one, six three. 185, 170, 175. Like, you understand? 
I know normal people at five foot six that are outweighing them. Like, and I mean, and I mean that as coming from military standards, like they're not like they're, they would be too light for me. <laughs> Actually, right. Look that one up for me if you have it up easily. What would some somebody six foot one, what would they have to weigh to, to be in the military? Like what would be like, what would be their standards? Well, like, <laughs> right. Cause like, because I'm, cause I feel like, like they'll be pushing like a little too, like a little too light. But let me stop making fun of them, right? But um, but yeah. So they, so Charlotte is the first team to, to basically get eliminated, and they're the first ones to. You have failed this city. They made their owner cry and have to take his table. That's the reason why he's over here talking about the ceiling is the roof. But Lamelo Ball, listen. This is this is still early, right? And Lamelo Ball is a baller, and he'll get better. I'm I'm curious, right? Uh, and only because I'm a Knicks fan, right? As a, so as a Knicks fan, I can never put any realm of possibility out there, especially when one of them realms of possibility can could possibly benefit my team. <clears throat> I I consistently wonder now, as the times keep changing with the NBA. Who's going to be the first player to pull a Chris Webber, in a sense, right? Or to do what, why we have the, why we have this coming version of, of the rookie scale and stuff like this now, who is going to not extend their first initial rookie contract and go to another team? Who's going to be the guy that does that? The guy that matters that does that. Right, like people talk about Zion, but could Lamelo Ball possibly be that guy? Right, you know how defiant he is. And if it's not this crop of guys that is going that 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 does it, because it's now in the air, and we feel that I feel like we're getting closer and closer to somebody taking that risk. And saying, or somebody taking that jump and saying, yo, I'm not happy with this team and I'm not going to give you, I'm not going to allow you to have control over me for another three years. You know what I mean? I'm just going to go ahead and bounce. Because I also don't want to play that game of me not playing, me me playing, me sitting, me standing, me this. You know what I mean? I'm not going to, I don't want to play that game with you. I just don't want to be here. Like, who's going to find, who's going to be that one star, that one young star that doesn't take that rookie, that first initial rookie extension, that max rookie extension. That same one that I think um that I that that um RJ Barrett qualifies for, and I think it's like a hundred and eighty something million dollar extension. Over is it over five years? Four years. Is it that much? I can't, I'm gonna have to look it up. It could be 121 over three. Who knows? Oh, that could be what what's his name got? Derek Carr was three over one twenty one. I got all these damn numbers stuck in my head. <clears throat> all right, but Charlotte was the first team to get eliminated, and, and really, like I said, you can't be upset. But they got blown the fuck out. Like I said, after having a really good game with with that with, with Brooklyn and Cleveland, right? Evan Mobley currently right now have seventeen have seventeen points, um, four for five for the line, back at the line again. His team is on, only down by two right now as he goes to take this foul shot. 
He makes that his team is down by one with a hundred and with a hundred and twenty seconds left to go. Under twenty five seconds left to go in the game, folks. Basically, eighty seconds left to go in the game. Trey Young has the ball. He's probing. He's probing. He's pushing his man to a direction. He gets his boy over in the corner. Uber. He gets double teamed. He gets into the lane. Puts his little floater, and the floater is good. The next team, the other team to fail their city, or the other team to get eliminated, and you have failed this city. With the San Antonio Spurs, and I'm not gonna lie to you, it's still kind of weird, right? And it still feels funny to, yeah, it's weird to talk about a Greg Popovich team that isn't actually in the playoffs, but. They're in the, but you know what? They're in the postseason. They're in postseason contention, right? And I guess you can't make the playoffs in this in this day and age. Making the postseason period, making the play-ins, is the next is is the next step. But it was just the way that they that they lost to um to New Orleans. And, and like I said, when we was watching both of those games were going on when we last had the podcast on Wednesday, and I was telling you guys, you know, did he just steal? Yo, yo, yes, I just saw that Cleveland had the ball, or Atlanta had the ball, right? Getting ready to make a, getting ready to make a score. Atlanta had the ball, getting ready to make a scoring play, right? Or, or trying to make a scoring play, or, or, or word on a shot block. Cleveland stole the ball. And they're getting ready to bring the ball back up the court, going the other way on a fast break. On the first outlet pass, Hubert sticks um comes out of nowhere. I think his name is Hubert, right? Or Hubbard. And he steals the ball back for them. Trey Young, thirty points in the second half, at the line, thirty-one points in the second half, five-point game, twenty-three point eight seconds left to go. Looks like. Chill will maybe hating Trey Young as much as I am. So Cleveland! This is for you! Fuck, you thought Young was still good, bro? Fuck Trey Young! Fuck Trey Young! Fuck Trey Young! Fuck Trey Young! <sighs> yeah, so the Spurs it's, it's always weird seeing the Spurs get eliminated, right? They got they got they lost that game 113 to 103. And I Right, ironically, both teams that lost only scored 103 points. <clears throat> San Antonio, or not even San Antonio. I wonder if, it, if it, I wonder about how much longer do we have of seeing Greg Popovich, right? Because it looks like, or it feels like, Greg Popovich may be squeezing all he can out of out of out of the you know what I mean out of the juice like 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 he squeeze like I out whatever bit of juice he can get out of that rock it seems like he's get he's getting all of it but also if he's able to get a team like this right into the play in right or or the, or the postseason play Who's to say what happens the moment that he gets
a decent player again. You know what I mean? And, and granted, he's probably not going to get that um um being being in being in postseason contention the way that he is. But he but what happens again when he finds the guy that's Tim Duncan again, or that has that quality? What happens if he finds a guy that that's just Jimmy Butler? Like you tell me what what happens then because are you telling me that when he's bringing nobodies around and I don't want to not say nobody but individuals that were not that are not household names that we're not familiar with guys that aren't just rocking and killing the killing the NBA and we can clearly see like oh yeah this person is. This person is definitely one of the next individual, like one of the next superstars, one of the next individuals in the, in the NBA. Like he he hasn't had one of those guys, or one of those guys hasn't even come through in development. So who's to say? But who's to say that once he finds that guy, that we're not talking about him? being here all over again or you know what let's 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 make it simpler right who's to say if he didn't have anthony edwards that he'll be further along in his current process with his team right now so when i say when you find that guy and like i said anthony edwards he happened to be one he happened to be a top three pick right so he was identified very he was already identified. We don't think San Antonio's gonna get that kind of pick, but who's to say where once Greg Popovich gets that guy that they're not going further along than when than, than some of these other individuals are, you know what I mean, that are that are drafted high will drafted with 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 potential hopes. Or hopes of potential. And if and when he finds that guy. Does he still have the time, patience, and energy to make that guy blossom or, or make, make that individual all that they can be? Really, like I said, more than anything else, right? More than anything else, I'm just kind of wondering, how much time do we have of, of, of Greg Popovich, right? As, as we see his team being eliminated again. And and we heard one of the... One of the um, one of the announce not announcers, reporters ask him that question. Like, hey, you plan on retiring or not? He's like, yo, that's an inappropriate question. But I'm wondering, I'm wondering how much of Greg Popovich do we have? Because also, Greg Popovich is also that far along in, in his career and in his life that if we heard that he was retiring, we wouldn't be surprised. It's act. It's it's like it's basically would have been like you know what you've done enough. We feel like you've had a fulfilling coaching career. More than fulfilling coaching career, you've had a monumental, monumental coaching career. Right, you've you've had a coaching career that has influenced other coaches. You have a coaching tree that is to be respected, and you've also influenced tons of other players, and you're respected by tons of players. 
Hall of Fame players. So you wouldn't be surprised if Coach if Popovich retired. So, but the reason why we're not surprised is because he's coming to that time. Like shit, nigga. Like how many old years you got? <laughs> right. And speaking of not knowing how many more years you got, you don't have to worry about how much more time you have when you have a little bit of blue chew in your life. What is blue chew? Well, let me pull that out for you. I knew I had it with me. Blue Chew just happens to be a little blue pill, folks, that gives you back your thrill. All you have to do is open back up a pack, open up a pack and head straight to the sack. Just a few chews before you do, 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 Right, this little blue pill has the same active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis, so this is one opportunity that you just can't miss. For a very low cost, you can beat it up like a boss, and she will love how you come through like a champ when you blue chew in advance. And if you use this week's promo code of LPLJ, that's Lima Papa, Lima Juliet. I'll say that again. LPLJ, Lima Papa, Lima Juliet. You know, I'm going to start making this in sports teams, right? <clears throat> like Lakers, Pelicans, Lakers, Jets, or Jazz, right? <laughs> you be able to get yourself your first order, your very first order, you be able to get for free with the Mighty Sports promo code of the week. LPLJ, folks. Blue Chew, only thing you got to pay for is your shipping and handling. Basically, that's taking care of your postal workers. Really, when it comes to Blue Chew, there's only two ingredients. There's only two instructions. You chew it, and then you do it. Blue Chew. That's all there is to it. Ain't nothing more. <clears throat> I was just talking about being eliminated and nothing more, right? We got a couple of we got a couple of RMPs we have to RIPs we have to give out, right? The first RIP goes out to one um Gilbert Godfrey. Gilbert Godfrey is that guy with the annoying voice and kind of talks like this, and that's all I really know about him. <laughs> no, <laughs> just, uh, that was probably a horrible impression, horrible, horrible, horrible impression. But yeah, that's Gilbert Godfrey. Um, a lot of individuals you may know him as the parrot from the Little Mermaid. Um, I'm sorry, the parrot from not the Little Mermaid, uh, Aladdin. There you go. You may know him as the parrot from Aladdin. Um, formerly, you may know him as the duck from Aflac. And then he and then he said some. What the fuck did he say? Did he say some racist shit or some sexist shit? And he got canceled from being the Aflac duck? Who's one of them things? Right, but he but he ended up passing. And and now officially that um that's two members from Aladdin that have passed. That's the genie and the and the goddamn parrot. But also passing is Is one Mike Bozzi, right? Bozzi. I, I, I'm. Pardon me if I am. If I, if I am, if I butcher that last name a little bit, but he is a Hall of Fame NHL player. He died at the age of sixty-five, right? He has, you know, he died 
Um, he when he left the NFL, NHL career, he ended up with 573 total goals, which was which ended up being 22nd of all time. Um, he has 553 assists. He was the fastest player to 100 goals. He had eight straight seasons, which is his first eight seasons, where he scored 50 or more goals. Uh, if I'm not mistaken, in his second season, right? After he scored fifty, after he scored fifty goals in his in his first season, he came out in his second season and said, "I'm not just going to score fifty goals um, in this, this season again too. I'm going to score fifty goals in fifty games." And that's exactly what he did. Like I said, he was the fast he was the fastest person to ever score a hundred goals, right? So he also passed recently. So R.I.P. to one Gilbert Godfrey and to one Mike Bozzi. And folks, as we talk about those that are no longer with us, folks, the Atlanta Hawks have officially eliminated the Cleveland Cavaliers from any further postseason play. Cleveland Cavaliers. You have failed this city. But more importantly, let's, let's give you the hard one. But they are who we thought they were. Loser! You're a loser! Are you feeling sorry for yourself? Well, you should be, because you are dirt. You make me sick, you big baby. Baby, want a bottle? A big dirt bottle? Failed this city. You are failed this city. You are failed this city. You could have just said he was nuts. You are failed this city. The Cleveland Cavaliers, you have failed your city. But... You guys already know. Um, more than anything else, be in a weird way. Even though the Cleveland Cavaliers started off their for the most most part of the season uh, as a lot higher seed, and it didn't look like that they should be missing postseason contention, right? Or they would be even in a playing tournament. A couple of bad, a couple of injuries to to a couple of key members. One, Jared Allen. Who end up playing in this game? Um, 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 end up missing a bunch of games with a broken finger. Right, due to their injuries, kind of like the Brooklyn Nets, they end up falling deeply, deeply, deeply in position, and and both teams found themselves in the playing tournament versus just right, just just being in the playoffs regularly. And Cleveland came out; they fought early. Like I said, they had a lead early. <coughs> but it will be the three-point shooting of Atlanta, as as always. That would that, that that would that would get it done. And Cleveland was shooting was was making their three-pointers early, as well too. But it just wasn't to be sustained. It looks like. Now. It's like I said. It's just, it's just like I said. We just initially you just probably didn't see Cleveland getting all the uh, fall all the way down what they did, and that's probably the only portion of this season that probably makes it seem disappointing. But if you honestly think about where Cleveland has been the last couple of years, right, and now to find 
a, find their rookie rookie, right? A guy that, that is going to be their rookie of the year who also felt in, fell into Clint Capella and how he breaks in his knee. Don't know <clears throat> don't know if Clint Capella ended up coming back in this game. I think I forgot about that. I forgot to see if Clint came back. <laughs> That happened in the second half. I've been in the second quarter, but but a third quarter ended up being the Trey Young show. Now, like I said, for so for Cleveland fans, like I said, I know you may be a little, you may be a little disappointed that you didn't win this game, but don't be. But I, I don't feel like you should look at this season as if it was a disappointment. All in all. Like I said, this this basically looks like the next natural step into your progression. Like I said, you you have the rookie of the year, and you should be happy that your rookie of the year got you into playoff contention. <clears throat> like I said, or got got you into postseason play. Without the playing tournament, you wouldn't even be in position. Actually, you would be. I'm lying. You'd have made the playoffs. Ooh. Ooh. That stings a little. Damn, that stings a little. Shit. <sighs> okay. But still, it's not the season is a, isn't a I'm disappointed, a fully disappointing season. You have a ridiculously young team, and you guys have been getting better and better over the last couple of seasons. Now you find yourself with. Another one, another one of your identified leaders, especially down low, you get yourself a unicorn in, in, in your in the center in Mobley, right? In Katino Mobley um, Jr. His real name is Evan Mobley, right? And now you can find something to truly build upon because next year, one, you're going to know what's needed to be better and to maintain your position in the regular season, right, and how important it's going to be to try to get one of those six spots. But also, after playing Trey Young, a team that was just in the Eastern Conference Championship um, a year before, after playing them, you get to 100% see, like, yo, this is how hard we need to play. This is how focused we need to be. This is how every possession matters. You... The reason why I consistently have to call this postseason play is because we know that this isn't regular. This isn't regular season basketball going on. This is this is playoff basketball going on, right? This is postseason basketball going on. This is a one and done tournament to get into the postseason, and that's what makes it so goddamn intriguing. Right, and maybe not so much one and done. A couple of teams, um, like I said, some of these teams are playing twice or whatever for their spots. But it is, but it has that one game elimination feel. <sighs> Which the other part of like, what always makes me think, like, I know the NBA is always trying to find weird ways to try to, to try to improve their league or, or cause more intrigue. You know, like, like like a lot of like a lot of the other leagues are. And this playing tournament is great. Like I said, it's like a wild card round in a, in a weird ass way. And we know how the wild card round goes for all of the other, all of the other leagues. Like I said, it's just, that's, that's all really this is just it's just their wild card. But it's also talks of like a mid season tournament, and I ain't gonna lie. 
sometimes you feel like things can be a little too much. I feel like a midseason tournament would be too much. I don't know what I don't know what the benefits of a midseason tournament is. Like, what are you doing there? Like I said, this postseason, like the the postseason tournament works because it's the postseason tournament to get into the playoffs, and it's also a one and done kind of thing. Like it has a ton of forced entry. Sorry, I was reading I was reading um captions. Where's my second game at? I guess we I guess that game will start to ten thirty. <clears throat> yeah, I'm not sure I how how it's gonna come about for a mid season tournament because then what of significance are you truly playing for? And that's what I'm gonna and that's what I'm gonna wanna know more than anything else. Right? Because if you're not playing for anything, or if, or if you're trying to make see, and that's the thing about it, like the NBA knows this. Right? And and, and honestly, what players are gonna to wanna to play in a midseason tournament? When you get and what, what midseason tournament are you talking about? Are you, are you talking about this during the week that you have the all-star week because to be honest with you like i don't want you fabricating or making up an all-star week right or or a mid-season tournament just to try to get more games in or or, or an extra or an extra set of eyes with with actual nba players right and just and just making them play some weird ass tournament and giving it some 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 arbitrary reward like like i don't, like that doesn't intrigue me but what does intrigue me is the G League championship game being played during the week of the All-Star game. Like, that would intrigue me if you want to do some weird-ass mid-season shit. Like, that would intrigue me more than anything, that during the time slots that, and uh, during the time that we normally watch in, um, that we normally watch in the NBA, that, you know what, we, we switch it up and we watch the G League championship and we sprinkle in all of the other NBA skill tournaments Wait, but trying to find some arbitrary way to put in some mid-season tournament like i'm, I'm not feeling that shit. because right now and honestly i'm not feeling because it, it makes no sense to me like it, it doesn't make sense to me so so maybe they'll do it and they'll make it make sense and then i'll be all into it you know i love me some basketball like i said there's so many there's so many different little basketball things right entities and, and and ways that you that you can do it but just trying to put in some some arbitrary reward to get it done is because you want to find a way to do it now I'll, I'll rather you put something on because then what are we talking about a week off <clears throat> two weeks off like how much time are we talking about here to get this mid-season tournament because how many games are you going to try to play And we also know that players are not gonna to want to play unless they get a, unless they're also getting really financially compensated. So what are we gonna talk about? Extra five million dollars for every player? 
Like that's gonna also have to start being now collectively bargained. Like I don't know. I don't know. Like I I don't like so I, I think that if the NBA was trying to get some kind of tournament going on, that this play-in tournament is the perfect thing. They don't need to go ahead and try to force something in the middle of the season. And if you do, it needs to work directly in with All-Star break. Like I said, I wouldn't mind All-Star week, like All-Star weekend being off for two weeks. Since you're try- always trying to find ways to help players get more rest, I wouldn't mind it being, being two weeks off. And during that time, like, you give us everything the fuck else. Like, I want NBA TV flooded with G League games, GD Championship games. You understand? Like, they, they had the HBCU game going on. Yeah, I want to see that shit, too. Like, give me other basketball shit. Like, it doesn't need to be something that's that's tied into... Tied into... You know, like the NBA and further things for the season. No, you could just be taking a break and give that time slot and give your platform to these other entities. Because if you put it, like, I understand that you can't control what ESPN does, but you can control what NBA TV does. And if there's nothing else really going on and that's, and that's part of it, then and TNT isn't like, hey... But like I said, if you're helping them utilize your platform, but like, hey, you get this TNT slot, you know what I mean? You, may not, you, uh, you get 20% of la 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 Or this money goes, you know what I mean? Because I said, it's the G League, so that's your shit anyway. But there's, there's, there's ways, there's always creative ways around it. Like I said, I be giving y'all free knowledge here, man. I be, I be, I be giving you free shit. I'm going to start charging this, charging you for this, right? The MIT Consultant. So let's 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 switch gears a little bit, right? Let's let's do let's do let's do a little about face. Actually, not even a quick, not even a full about face, right? Right. We're 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 gonna turn we're gonna turn to um to our military right one time, right? And we're gonna look over our shoulders and we're gonna see, we're gonna we're gonna talk about a little WWE real quick, right? Because the official numbers have 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 come in, right? From from WrestleMania weekend and it is it is funny to me how I keep bringing this up right and this actually became a thing like I heard like on ESPN radio at one point in time and that was I forgot who said it but they were they said that they would they, they would have been surprised if, if individuals were watching um WrestleMania instead of instead of instead of instead of what what was on that night? Oh, um Duke versus UNC. And I wasn't. Like but I but you know what I mean and because I was one of those individuals that I was watching WrestleMania, but I was also watching Duke and UNC. But if I had the choice of watching one or the other, I would have chosen WrestleMania over Duke and UNC. But that's just me. (laughs) 
You know what I mean? I'm, I'm, I'm one of millions that would have chosen this. Maybe even billions. I remember we talked about this when that happened because that day we talked about how wrestling did had better ratings, how WrestleMania had better ratings, and they also had better, and they were also the number one thing trending that day. Um, during the game, and then all of their obviously social media engagement numbers can end up being favorable to end up being favorable to wrestling. Well, those same numbers. Well, a lot of those same numbers now came out for 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 WrestleMania. As I told you guys, like it made sense to me that it would do that it would do better than Duke versus UNC because this was this is literally the Super Bowl of wrestling. Like this is your World Series of wrestling. Like that's what WrestleMania is. Like this just isn't some random tournament. This just isn't as we just now got into the New Orleans versus Clippers game. We're a little bit late into this game, about five minutes left into it. And we're going to see if Kawhi Leonard is playing in this game. We know that he was a game-to-game decision as Paul George ended up being outcoming, um, end up not being able to play this game as he has COVID symptoms or he was put into COVID protocol. And we, as we know, like the NBA really isn't testing for COVID like that anymore. So he had to be experiencing symptoms most likely for him to be um, for them to have to put him in the protocol. But, yeah, we'll see what happens. But like I said, I'm keeping I'm going to keep an eye out and try to see if I can, like I said, right now, I can clearly tell that Kawhi Leonard isn't on the court. One, two, three, four. Or maybe he is. I only see four people for, for, for them. No, okay, that's not him. <laughs> I only saw four people get back on a play, and I was like, oh, maybe he is on the court. Because... If I was Kawhi and I was playing, I'll definitely be using a lot of opportunities to take off. Now, listen, like it is, it is weird, right? Because depending how far a lot of these teams get advanced into the playoffs, right? We talk about playoffs this year. There are a lot of individuals that we may see, and this is and this is part of the injury updates that we have. We'll get ahead and we'll talk a little bit more about the injury updates as well as as we keep an eye out for a couple of those individuals that we have on our list. We saw one of them already play, right? That I that I talked that I that I'm gonna talk about as far as these injuries are concerned. We saw one of them play earlier. Now we're gonna see a look into the look into the other ones, and and we'll like I said a couple because we have a couple of them in this game specifically, and we'll see if we're able to notice them or to see if they're still out. But regardless of which one they are, we know for a fact that if any one of these teams advance, that the way they're talking about how they were just talking about them for this game, that is a very big possibility that if these teams go further, right, that we'll, that we'll probably see them in the first round. As it looks like a lot of individuals are going to be coming back for that first round. And, and uh, listen, I ain't going to lie. This is nice. Like in a weird way, this is nice because even though this is in the playoffs, this is a nice little again. This is a nice little ramp up to the playoffs, but also this also helps. Like while we're still getting basketball and very good competitive basketball going on, it gives everybody that's going to the playoffs a rest. 
And we know not none of these playing teams are getting the rest, but guess what? That's what the playing is. That, that's that's what your thing is not for not being one of the top six teams. But yeah, like the, it actually gives those guys a rest, and that rest time is allowing is is allowing us to to possibly get back other players that we thought that we were not going to possibly get back for the first round if this was played under the old rules. Ooh, Brendan Ingram's going to his left. Fade away. One foot. Nothing but net. Splash. So back to this WWE and, 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 and Super Bowl thing, right? So the official numbers came out for, WWE, um, for, for WrestleMania. And again, not it didn't surprise me one bit that that WrestleMania was gonna beat out Duke versus UNC because it just wasn't. While that was big, it it wasn't the biggest moment that the NCAA had that you know I me mean, for that tournament. Now, if, if it's some weird way that we were gonna get Duke UNC, Coach K's last game, and it was the for the national championship. Maybe the numbers look a lot. Maybe maybe the numbers look a little bit better. Maybe they beat them in, in 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 impressions and social media engagements and other things like that, right? Or maybe they become the number one trending thing in the country at that time. But for just something that's just 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 a final four game, eh, wasn't big enough. And I knew that. That's why I wasn't surprised about it. Like I said, it's wrestling Super Bowl. Now, when compared now to the Super Bowl, those numbers have now actually come in. So when I say that this is like it's Super Bowl, let me understand, let me let you guys understand how it compares to the Super Bowl. I ain't gonna lie. I would like to be on that golf course. See Jimmy Butler. See Peyton Manning. Ooh, Serena Williams. It's a Michelob commercial. I ain't gonna lie. That shit making me want to drink Michelob now. Fuck. What time is it? Is it too late for me to go to the... <laughs> so, let's just, run through, let's just run through the numbers real quick and tell you how much wrestling was doing better than Super Bowl. Right? When it came to impressions, the Super Bowl had 1.8 billion impressions. WrestleMania beat that with its 2.2 billion impressions. The Super Bowl had 618 million views, or video views, I should say. WrestleMania had 1.1 billion video views. The Super Bowl had... 3.56 million hours of video watch time. WrestleMania had 13.1 million. That was 3.56 to 13.1 million hours of video watch time. And then when it came to engagements, the Super Bowl had 78 million. Engagements and WrestleMania had 87 million engagements. 
so yeah comparing a final four game while it is unc duke and coach k's final game is kind of big deal in the ncaa world i want to see how that would have compared to the super bowl and i and if the numbers aren't comparable then i that's why i wouldn't compare to wwe because also you're also talking about something like like i said the ncaa tournament which is really for the most part right something that is, is being watched mainly in america right when it comes to wwe it's being watched every like like the super bowl it's being watched worldwide by everybody but everybody 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 Okay. Okay, okay, I'm done. Okay. <laughs> Sorry, this shit just overtook me. I apologize. I apologize. All right, but let's continue. Let's continue to march on a little bit more, right? As, as we're done with our engagement piece. Recently on the podcast, right, we started talking about possible head coaches for the New York Knicks, right? And I, I, and I made a weird-ass statement that Chill Will questioned me on, right? My, Chill Will, as you guys know, is, is my senior Cleveland correspondent, right? My senior Ohio correspondent. And... When I, I said that if the Lakers can find a head coach, then it gives me hope that the Knicks can find one as well. And he was like, how? Why? And I had to explain to him, right, that it's really so much so about who they can find. Right? Because as of right now, there's not a lot of names that were popping into my head. Because there's not a lot of names that I thought that you can... I, I need to know who are the upgrades from Tom Thibodeau. And... Yeah, that happened. All right, who are the upgrades from Tom Thibodeau? And if the Lakers can find that upgrade or the better fit, as as Chill will help me better explain, right? Or better... Or, or, or put in better words, right? Find Or find that better fit. And that's what would help me with my Knicks because right now I can't fathom who that better, um, who who the better coach was. Like we threw around names. I think I think a name like Juwan Howard popped in there and, and became somebody that that we thought was of interest. So like I said at that time I was like I just didn't know who could be possibly the good fit or because I, I wasn't quite sure of, of all the coaches out there. But I but I knew my key to figuring out who can possibly be one of the Knicks head coaches would be based off of who can possibly be a head coach for the Lakers. Because we know that that list was going to come very soon. And no doubt that list came open and available to me because very recently Vegas dropped, dropped the list of all of the individuals and who has the best odds of becoming the next Lakers head coach. And no doubt, as I'm looking at this list, there are, there are a couple of names that we took into consideration for the, um, for the next job as well, but not just 
but not just individuals that we took into consideration, guys that weren't even on, on our radar. And guys that we were doubting that should even be on a radar because of the the current contract or, or how long they've been on a position that they're currently in with the current team that they have. So let's start running through a, a couple of these, right? And I'll give you probably the, the very first name, um, probably the, 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 the name with the worst odds out there, or the biggest odds out there, I should say, right? And that is one LeBron James. Don't worry, Knicks fans. That, that is not one of the possibilities I could possibly think of as a coach for the, uh, for the Knicks. Also, neither is the second who was Phil Jackson, right? So Phil Jackson and LeBron James and Coach K, right, all have the three biggest odds, right? Which means that they have, am I saying that right? Worst, they have the worst odds. The biggest payouts, there you go, of becoming the next coach of the of the Lakers, right? Meaning that those are the those are the three biggest long shots. And Knicks fans, trust me when I say, as a Nick fan, I don't want either one of them's either. Like those would be my three. Like yeah, what the fuck? I don't, I don't know about Coach K. I think, I think I don't I don't mind Coach K. But why would he do that now? I mean, well, I mean, yeah. Eh. Eh. Right, so let's run down let's run down a couple of these things, right? The person with the lowest odds, right? Best odds. Right? The with the lowest payout, which means that this is probably the this is probably the most the favorite to become the coach for This is probably the individual probably going to become the favorite to become the coach for the new um um for the for the Los Angeles Lakers and no lie I didn't think that this individual would be up for the coaching position because my initial thought was why would he give up his guaranteed spot have somebody else fill it just for him to lose his job in the next three to five years and have and have to try to come back and, and have to try to come back to television. So the person with with the lowest with the lowest payout, right, with the highest probability of of becoming the next Lakers head coach is one Mark Jackson, which completely surprised the shit out of me. Because again, he's a name that I that I constantly hear even coming up for the Knicks job, right, and. When I think about him for the right, when I think about him for the when I think about him for the Lakers job, that I'm I or I thought about him for the Knicks job. Like I said, I just thought that he, why what why would he give up what is basically job security at this point in time. But if he's that much of a favorite to get that Lakers job, that means it may actually be a possibility. And we already saw that. And we already saw that LeBron James is very much behind the possibility of Mark Jackson. And he's excited about it. Mark, it looks like Mark Jackson would love to get. And listen, in a very weird way. Even I kind of want Mark Jackson to get that job because 
I want Camilla Anthony to get a goddamn ring before he leaves the NBA. Like, that's all I want. Give Melo his goddamn fucking chip that you promised him. Some bullshit. Right, so they have Mark Jackson coming in at plus 200, right? After that, we have Nick Nurse, right, at plus 350 for the, uh, for the position as an ex-coach. And we also have David Fisdale and Doc Rivers. Again, Doc Rivers, a guy that I really wasn't sure about. But there you go. Here, here's his name. I said one of the top five. I don't think LBJ getting another ring. <sighs> never say never. I don't think he's getting another ring as him as the man. But maybe he could get one with one with, with with Mark Jack. I just want I just want LeBron, I just want Carmelo Anthony to get a ring. So I can't say that. He has one more in him. Maybe next year, as him as the man. I feel like I feel you just saying like I listen. Under normal circumstances. I would also say that I don't think that LeBron James is going to get another ring, but he has Camilla Anthony on his team. And as long as he has Camilla Anthony on his team, that means I want that means I want Camilla Anthony to get a ring wherever he's at, which means that LeBron James has to get another ring. That's the only way that Camilla Anthony is going to get a ring. Listen, he does need to leave. He needs to go to Memphis. That's what he needs to do. He needs to go to Memphis or go to, or go to Milwaukee. Like one of those teams that has a, that starts with an M, right, is going to be the place that he wins a championship at next. I don't know which team that starts with an M at, but one of those teams that name starts with an M is winning a championship this year. So go put $10 on all three of them, <laughs> making it to the, to the NBA championship. Or to the championship round in their in their particular in their respective conferences. He should have went to the Bucks last year. He should have. Phoenix would have let him down though. It would have just been heartbreaking Phoenix. And then they would have blamed him. After Chris Paul went down, they would have looked to him as the next OG and that he couldn't take that team to the light. Yeah, nah. I really don't want that for Melo. I don't want any smoke coming in Melo's name in any way. He's a good, he's a good person. LeBron James is the villain of the story. Oh man, right. But let, let's continue to run through these, these these coaches' names because, like I said, I'm still interested by by some of these names. What we, what we got here? What we get? Facts. <laughs> right. We had David Fisdale and Doc Rivers. Like I said, I didn't anticipate Doc Rivers possibly leaving there because, I'm, again, I I think I thought that even if they failed this year, that Doc Rivers would probably still get another year because you you would want to give him one full year with those two before you determine if they're a good fit or not. So I don't I don't see Doc Rivers losing his job this year. And maybe and maybe that's just why. But like I said, I didn't I don't see Mark Jackson leaving the booth. But here is Doc Rivers is one of the top five candidates of, of, of getting that Lakers job. 
The top five candidates of getting, the, of getting that Laker job is Mark Jackson, Nick Nurse, David Fisdale, Doc Rivers, and Mike Brown, according to Vegas. We see Jawan, um, and like I said, Doc David Fisdale, like I said, plus 700, Doc Rivers plus 700, Mike Brown plus 750. We will see Jawan Howard's name pop up as we talked about him last time on the podcast when we talked when we brought up this top this sub this topic subject. Subject topic matter. <laughs> as Juwan Howard, Quinn Snyder, and Sam Cassell. Sam Cassell is the other name that intrigues me as a so as a Knicks fan, let me let you know. Mark Jackson intrigues me. Nick Nurse intrigues me. David Fisdale intrigues me. Doc Rivers intrigues me. Mike Brown doesn't intrigue me, but he kind of intrigues me because I realize that people that used to coach, uh, that used to coach LeBron James get a bad rap. But now, now, now we just need to talk about fit. About fit. David Fisdale really doesn't intrigue me. I, I think I think I've seen enough enough of David Fisdale to not want him. Mark Jackson, Nick Nurse, Doc Rivers. Yeah, I I have to like. I'm not gonna lie to you. I still have question marks about. It's, it's really weird. This late into his career, I still have questions about Doc Rivers' coaching, and his coaching style, and his developmental style, and his developmental capabilities. So Doc Rivers is a name that I always have question about. So really, we're talking about Mark Jackson and Nick Nurse. I don't know about David Fizzy. I don't know about Doc Rivers. And I don't know about about Mike Brown. Jawan Howard, I, I can I can possibly see as a fit coming up. Like I said, Quinn Snyder, I could possibly see his odds of plus one thousand. Jawan Howard's odds of plus one thousand. But also Sam Cassell is a name that really intrigued me as well when I saw his name pop up here. His odds are already at plus one thousand for that Lakers job. Again, reason why I talk about even though these are these are odds for the Lakers job, me as a Knicks fan, me as a Knicks fan, I'm looking at the possible coaches that are out there that can that can possibly replace Tom Tom Thibodeau. Right, because at, Knicks fans are constantly and always calling for his job. They don't believe that he's the right guy to help develop these guys, even though these guys have developed great under him. Now, the real complaint is about is about how many minutes he gives his young guys and the rotations that he uses. But he's one of those guys that if he has a veteran, you really have to prove to him that you're gonna outplay that veteran. And he gives that veteran the respect of playing time as well, and minutes, and starting time. He's a he's a veteran's coach in that sense. But when a young guy gets minutes, then you know for a fact that he earned those goddamn minutes, right? That that is probably the one thing about about Tom Thibodeau and his young guys is that when they do play. You know that they didn't just play because management wanted to play this team. You know that they're not just playing a, a bunch of young guys because they're not trying to win games like or, or because they're trying to do it. Nope, 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 nope. When Tom Thibodeau plays young guys, it's because that youngster, that neophyte, he earned that shit. He earned every single fucking second of playing time that, he, that Tom Thibodeau got, gave him. You don't have to question if he if he earned it. You don't have to question if he deserves it. You don't have to question if he should get it or not. You know that motherfucker was earned hard. So I don't understand. So I personally understand when when Knicks fans talk about his coaching, right, or or his about his coaching because 
I know that he develops youngsters. He and and, and I see that he developed this as well. Now maybe he needs some some better play caller. He is kind of stagnant there. So who's gonna be that? Who's gonna be a better fit? Somebody that can that can also now continue to develop these guys and put them on a, on on an upward trajectory, but also get a better flow of offense that that really starts to utilize and 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 get their talents to show. Because really, when you play with Tom Thibodeau, a lot of your offense is one on one. And, and and if you can see it from the guys that that, that he developed throughout the years, they've only been one on one players. Look, um, um, Derrick Rose, Luan Dang, Jimmy Butler, all one on one guys. Because when you when when he identifies you as somebody that can score, or he thinks that he could use you as an advantage, he puts the ball in your hand, and, and he and he and he kind of tells you to create. And you learn, and you learn that way. Right, like that's how Jimmy Butler grinded out his, you know, what I mean, grinded out his playing time, and grinded his way to becoming the star that he is, and the crucial piece on a, on on any team. But not everybody is like that. But you got to figure though, what happens if you can develop three, four individuals like that? Like I know what we say about 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 um. about Julius Randle, right? But ultimately Julius Randle can can basically take his man off, can take his man off the beat or can win one-on-one matchups. But now imagine if you had a team though that anybody that you give the ball to from the 1 to 2 to 3 or the 4 that they know how to. Not just not only can they, but they know how to beat their man off the dribble and get and score and score one-on-one. By either driving to the basket, step backs, whatever. Like that's that is a that is a that is a key talent to have. That is a very that that is a very beneficial talent to have at each position. But that just can't be your only offense. What that needs to be more of is okay when things have broken down or when I see that mismatch. Oh, let me get this to this person because I know that he can get this job done. That shouldn't be your play every play. So we need a little bit more ball movement. We need a little bit more weaving. You know what I mean? Little two man weave. No, <laughs> but we need, but we need we need a little bit more off ball movement. I feel like you need to be a little bit more creative, even with your basic offense. And that may be what he lacks. Like we've seen throughout history where offensive coaches can use defensive coaches to help with their defense, like like Mike D'Antoni. And we also see we also see in the past where defensive coaches like not Mike Brown. Who was the guy that used that used to coach the Knicks? Right? I think he has a similar name though. But you see defensive coaches like that that could have used some offensive coaches. This may be one of those things again where he could probably use a better offensive mind to kind of help unlock this offense a little bit more. And maybe that's what um, um the guy that the Knicks just lost, um Kenny, um was. Maybe, maybe, maybe he was the guy that was really helping keep a lot of that glue together. Maybe he was the one to help do that, but he's not there anymore. 
But I wonder if Sam Cassell could possibly be that guy. With odds of plus 1,200, we see Kenny Atkins, Steve Clifford, Terry Stotts. We also see John Calipari pop up on this list with odds of plus 2,300. We see Stan Van Gundy pop up with, with odds of plus 3,000. Becky Hammond with odds of plus 5,000. Jay Wright also with odds of plus 5,000. And then we already read to you Coach K, Phil Jackson, and LeBron James. 8,000, 10,000, and 15,000. Like I said, and again, there's still names here. Um, Co- um, John Calipari, who knows? Don't see him leaving, but who knows? Becky Hammond. Like, she's somebody I would love to see coach the Knicks. And when I say love, when I say, like, she's somebody I would love to see coach the Knicks, oh, my goodness. She is somebody I would absolutely love to see coach the Knicks. Like, the moment she coached the Knicks, she needs to get her own honorary jersey so I can get one. <laughs> like, dead ass. But Knicks fans, there goes a nice little list for you to think about. When you say replace, when you say replace Tom Thibodeau, this is a real list of candidates in a in a in a, in a weird way. Now there's still some names up here. Like if they don't leave this year to be, to go coach the Lakers, I'm still gonna have some of these same questions again. Why would Mark Jackson leave his um leave his cushy position? Doc Rivers is gonna have to fail. I got to fail miserably next. You know what I mean? Next year, I mean, because I don't. Again, I don't see him coming out this year. But I, after next year, I can possibly see this happening. Like I, don't, like I said, I don't see Tom Thibodeau leaving this year. Possibly next year. Do they? Do, um, do they start pump faking on re-signing him? That's when the. That's when the. That's when the time is gonna start talking. But I feel like they're gonna give Tom Thibodeau his full five years. I guarantee you that. I feel like they're gonna give him the full five year of his contract. And that's what I and honestly, in his fourth year is when I feel like they should they should extend him for six years. And if you don't plan on doing that, then you need to find the next then, then you need to start identifying who this next guy is. And I don't know why in a weird way I want to try out Sam Cassell. I don't know no, I don't I don't know why. But even Sam Cassell intrigues me as a head coach. Some of the names, like I said, some names I would fight against. Jawan Howard, don't know if he wants to leave his alma mater, but he would even though I, why I feel like he'll be a good fit. Guys like Quinn Snyder and Kenny Atkins, like they feel like more, you know, what I mean, more of the generic fit. Nick Nurse, they feel like more of the gen, of the regular generic fit that the that that, that could possibly become the next Knicks, the next Knicks head coach. And, and you know what, they may fit as well too. Stan Van Gundy, I don't know if anybody wants him anymore. I think he's officially worn out his welcome. But Becky Hammond would love to see her as well. Even Jay Wright. So there was a, so there was a couple names. There's some serious names on here. Like I said, there's some names that, like I said, I I don't think it's possible, but I would like to see. And there's some other names I really think is a lot of, a little bit more highly highly possible. Mark Jackson, not possible. Nick Nurse, possible. Fizz, you know what I mean? Um, Doc Rivers. And that's kind of, he's still kind of in the middle. Juwan Howard, not possible. Quinn Snyder, possible. Sam Cassell, possible. Kenny Atkins, possible. Becky Hammond, possible. So we'll see. We'll, we'll continue to see. Just like how we'll, how we'll continue to see how these playing and playoff tournaments, right, continue to land, right? And as I said, that I, need, I needed to keep an update 
and, and watch out for a couple of plays. I still haven't been paying attention enough to see if these guys are playing, but I'm getting I'm getting a little bit of idea of at least one of them that I, I think I've seen him already, right? Because as, as we know, that injuries are really shaping up this postseason in, in a weird ass way. Because a lot of this is gonna a lot of this is gonna start determining about who can make it, right? Or who's gonna be able to make it, right? Um, from back from their injuries. We saw earlier today, we saw um we seen um Allen. I forget his first. I'm about to, I'm about to call him Josh Allen. But we, we seen Allen from the Cleveland Cavaliers. He's come back after breaking his finger to try to give his team an opportunity to continue playing in the postseason. Right and move into the playoffs, but unfortunately, um, those efforts weren't enough as they just couldn't um hold off the Atlanta Hawks. But it's but it's a bunch of other names that we heard of being now game time decisions, as their team as as their as their teams are in now one game elimination games. Like I said we saw Jared Allen. Jared, there we go. We saw Jared Jared Allen already make that sacrifice, right in this New Orleans and Clippers game. We heard a possibility of Zion Williamson making it out. I'm coming to play for this game as Zion Williamson is ready to come back. But it looks like that um, whatever the team doctor is saying that they're not quite ready. But that's the reason why Zion Williamson is over here releasing videos of him doing 360 windmills because he feels like he's back. So if New Orleans could continue to, if so if New Orleans makes it into the postseason, right, or into the playoffs, we can possibly see the return of Zion. And granted, in a weird-ass way, while the playing tournament didn't give us didn't give us Zion Williamson the year that they wanted it to give us Zion Williamson, it eventually it was it was eventually the playing tournament that gave us Zion Williamson in the playoffs. <laughs> like it didn't happen the year we wanted to, but it may happen a year later or two years later. I don't know how many years it's been now. Right, it may happen, and but but it's happening eventually down the line, because we may get Zion Williamson based off his team winning this playing game against the L.A. Clippers. Now, the other name I've been trying to look and see if they have is Kawhi Leonard. Kawhi Leonard is the name that has been changed, um, switched from, that has been switched from 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 out to doubtful, right, or game time decision, I should say. And granted, I haven't noticed Kawhi Leonard as of yet. He is one of those guys underneath that, underneath those same rules, right? Or underneath that same narrative, that 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 same headline. If his team makes it into the into the play-ins, right, or, or into the playoffs, see, is what I don't like saying that shit. But if his team continues to progress through the postseason, right, then it's possibly to see him in the first round. And not just in the tournament. Not oh, you know what? I'm still calling the pit, the playing tournament. The pit, yes. The you're in the bottom of the pit, and they trying to scrape their way up into the top. And what's at the top? The playoffs. Yeah, I like that. See that we're coin. We, we should coin it right now. Like, how can I? I need to find a way to get that. <laughs> get that thing. Get that thing. The pit. But um, because we also we're gonna start keeping stats of the pit as well too. Most points scored in a game in the pit, most wins in the pit, 
points per game and put in the pit. Yeah. It's going to be called the pit pretty soon. Just know that you heard it here first. <laughs> but, um, so as teams get out the pit, right, and they make it into the playoffs, we're going to start seeing now other superstars possibly get a chance to return. Kawhi Leonard, Zion Williamson. Even for, for the Brooklyn Nets, we may get Ben Simmons back for the first for the, um, um for the first round as well, too. Now remember earlier, I talked about how this rest was doing wonders for all of these players. Well, some of these players, they've been gone for a while, right? And while if they came back for the um for the pit, they generally wouldn't wouldn't be getting as much rest. But if their team can get through the pit, that basically gives them about another week of rest. And that other week of rest, like I said, is not just beneficial to Kawhi Leonard, Zion Williamson, and possibly even Ben Simmons, but also to Stephen Curry, who has been out for some time as well, too. And we know that he's going to play when the playoffs start. We know for a fact that he's going to play. So really when it comes to him, it's just about how much rest that can he get before he has to play. How much time of recovery can he get before he has to play? Because he is going to play. He just needs he's just hoping to get a little bit more time. So these are there are gonna be some key injuries that we're gonna keep we're gonna keep track of, right? And see how they continue to play out. Because these injuries may change the shape of the playoffs or how we feel about certain teams winning or, or winning their playoff series because now right now when i look at it right and, I, and i'm looking at and i'm looking at the playoffs and i'm looking at the standings when it comes to brooklyn and when it comes to brooklyn and boston even though while I feel that Boston, I mean Brooklyn is a favorite there, I don't put them as a as, as a big favorite over Boston. You had Ben Simmons and that and I feel like I feel like this is this is real that that is pretty much a wrap. Let's just put it let's just put it that way. That's as, that's as simple as I can put it. When it comes to Phoenix and Right when it comes to the Phoenix and and the Clippers, right, or whether it's Phoenix and New Orleans, having Kawhi Leonard makes a difference. Having Zion Williamson makes a difference. Now is a big enough difference to possibly make them lose? Eh, no, but Kawhi Leonard back. You that that's one of those guys that you never know. And if you're telling me that you get a guy that that can literally frustrate Devin Booker and turn and and make and and turn him fully light skin, and we know that is where he starts complaining about every single play and takes him out of this game, then yeah, then that will be enough. And honestly, we're just talking about enough just to get Paul George back, who isn't hurt. He's just in COVID protocol. So let's hope that it's one of those COVIDs. Oh, hopefully, hopefully it's one of the newer COVIDs, 
where he's only sick for 72 hours. 80, 96 hours. Something like that. By that time, you're talking about having him back by the, by the key games in the first round. If we're already talking about games five and six. Then who knows what happens then. So we'll continue to watch. Like I said, not just, let me see. Have I noticed Kawhi Leonard yet? I think I've looked, I think I've paid attention to this game enough to notice that there is no Kawhi Leonard. But like I said, both of these teams are fighting to advance. Right now, as you look at this game, it is New Orleans 52, Clippers 41. We have about two minutes left to go in the half. And when we come back on Monday and we and we get into the and we get into the podcast, then actually I'm a little behind. I was looking on the internet, it's 5641. New Orleans. Damn. <laughs> All right. So when we come back on Monday, like we'll end up talking about the second half of this game. And we'll also should have also, the first couple of games of the first round of the playoffs as well. Um, 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 um what else? What else? What else? What else? What else? What else is coming up? Oh, yo, next week Wednesday, you can you can hear us. We're gonna be live at Sharkies, guys. Make sure that you got that you come on and catch and catch that live. Now, I have been working something out. Your Pelicans should take this game, and then we may get to see Zion Williamson. But. The Clippers aren't gonna aren't gonna go away silently, but they can't be missing layups as well. <laughs> like they can't be doing that at all. Um, let's see a couple of things I wanted to get out. Lakers they're finished paying um, Luau Deng. His name came up earlier today. Let's make sure we got everybody know that he's offic- they're officially done paying Luau Deng. I think I, I I mentioned that Derek Carr he signed a new contract three years one hundred twenty one two hundred twenty one and a half million dollars. Right, I don't know any other significance into in, in into anything else more than that. Um, Lamelo Ball recently he got caught smoking a blunt before uh, before the game that they lost. Like, come on, Lamelo! Like you should just come to the Knicks, like for real, for real. But also, don't worry about the catches next Wednesday uh, on this Wednesday coming up at Sharkies. And the catch is there, folks. We know we know it's gonna be four twenties, basically, which is my New Year's. So we so it's gonna be a very special day. We're gonna have some um some great um little gifts for you guys as 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 as, as rewards for trivia. Um, I've been working out something with Sharkies that way we can get um, out there a little bit more privately to ourselves. We're gonna have music going on before the production um, before the production, so you guys so you guys can get into the mood as well. You guys will also be able to start hearing um. Um, be able to start hearing the callers and everybody else that that's interacting with the podcast as well. We're we're working on all of that. We got we gotta have a tent. We gotta have straight up the whole entire ambiance. I may even put up something else, um, underneath the bar as well, folks. Thank you guys for listening. Or uh, more, I want to hope you guys stay safe. Like Toby and Wigway says, I hope you continue to catch a wave that never subsides. Me personally, I like to say, continue to be the person that that will be the person that you will want to work for you. That's all I can say. 
be the kind of person that you would want to hire to work for you. But I'm, I think I'm done rambling here. Ayo, DJ Mighty, do me a favor. Play my outro. Thank you, everybody, for listening. Sorry, B. We're going to lose this Podbean feed pretty soon. Like, if you can hear me right now, still running. I'm surprised.